Music. We all love it. It's an important part of all of our lives. And we'll talk about it on the next Dare to Be Better. With Ray and Sid. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready, too. Let's take this in three, two. Welcome, kids, to Dare to Be Better. With Ray and Sid. How are you, Sid? I'm rocking. You're rocking? Mm -hmm. I'm rolling. Rocking and rolling might be appropriate for today. Oh, gosh, yeah. You like how that worked I didn't even realize what we just did. That's how magical we are. We have a great show for you tonight. We... As I mentioned on other shows, we're always listening to our our readers, our viewers, our listeners. Uh-huh. We have a show tonight, which um, I can relate to, and I know you can too. Our good friend Kathy from Dumont, New Jersey. Dumont. Dumont, New Jersey. It's a small little place in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And um, she recommended we do a show on the importance of music in our lives. Oh! Okay. Now I know a thing or two about music. Yeah, just a little. A little bit. Mm. I've done a show or two. Yeah. Over these past thirty-five years, and that's just as a professional. I've been doing this since I'm six. Okay. As far as playing instruments and, right. you know, causing havoc. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's hard to believe. <clears throat> forty-five years of my life. Wow. Have been musical. Yeah. Well, that is hard. When forty-five you're only out of 30. fifty-one. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm clever. Yeah. You're just that's just true. So incredible. See that. And yes, I've had a very uh, long career in music, and I'm not done. I'm not even close to done with it. Mm-hmm. And you've had a career in the music business, too, as a choreographer, a professional choreographer with some humongous names. Mm-hmm. I guess you could drop those names if you if you want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've done work with um, Herb Albert, because some will know that. Done some work. Paula with- Abdul, was it? Mm-hmm. 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 Jennifer Lopez. Mm, no, I'd never worked with her, but no. Janet. Janet Jackson. Jackson. I'm sorry. Okay, wrong mm-hmm. J. Got it. <clears throat> yeah, okay. so with people. Right. Beyonce. Beyonce. That's, that's a big name. But, you know, those are that's years ago, and that's in choreography, and that's still good to me. That's still a benchmark. I mean, yeah, well, that was years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, you <laughs> just... <laughs> that was in a past life, yeah. I kind of feel, well... It's only been a short time since I haven't been doing choreography. I mean, right. I've done choreography my whole life. It's what I, it's what I know. But the last, I'd say, twenty-four months. Mm-hmm. Um, well, doesn't that sound very long? But last couple of years, I haven't done really any choreography. I have a gig coming up, but you know, it's here and there. Yeah, because this is really, you know, it's sort of the reinvention of me. Right. This, this is. Me. This is what I love doing. This gig right here, and of course, interior design. And but um, who knows? You know, choreography is like the mafia. Sometimes you get pulled back. You, you know? get pulled back in all the time. Mm-hmm. You never really get to leave, mm-hmm. right? So. I'm like that with um, a number of things. <laughs> I uh, 
I play softball. I used to play for two teams in two different leagues, and that other league would always pull me back in. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is the last year I'm playing with you guys, and never failed. Mm-hmm. They get me back. Mm-hmm. So, same thing with the road. You know, there are certain agents that call me. All right. And, you know, some don't are, call you. Hmm? Don't some call don't you. Don't right. call you. But, don't call you. You know, the, sometimes it's the business of the music business. Mm hmm. And the industry side of the music industry can be a grind. Mm-hmm. You still pick up the phone because you love it. Right. But now music on the uh, scale of people living, I'll, I'll call them everyday lives. People who don't do what we do. Mm-hmm. You put your, you, you know, you get in your car, you put the radio on and you're enjoying music for, you know, for the face value mm-hmm. that it provides you. Yeah. A lot of people are humming along to the melody of the song, and they're enjoying the song. Mm-hmm. See, I can't do that. I know. Because <laughs> you have also your pitch perfect. I have perfect, perfect pitch, pitch, right. I am pitch perfect, correct. Mm-hmm. And I'm also listening to things in the song that no one else is listening to. I'm listening to the drum samples that the producer used. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to different, like, oh, there's the cut. I heard the edit right there. Mm-hmm. You know, and then that bugs you. Well, yeah, it's my trained ear. It works against me when I'm trying to enjoy something. It's like, you know, eating a hot dog when you've worked at a butcher shop, you know? Oh, gosh. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's the term. That's where the term comes from. You know, you know how the sausage is made. Okay, continue on. Oh, that's terrible. Okay, continue on. (laughs) What in the world? You've done that to me in the past oh. five or six episodes. You had that comment. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm starting need, to sweat. When we play this back, I want I want to show you your face. <laughs> it's hysterical. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. Continue on. What was I even talking about? <laughs> that Sid moment right there. Well, Do I need to start coughing? Sausage. Sausage. In the butcher shop. All right. And the importance of music, though. Tie that all together. Yeah, and how how once you've worked in the butcher shop and you've seen how a hot dog is made. Right. That's where that's where you were. Yeah. I could tell you're traumatized. <laughs> Guess we're not going for hot dogs outside. No. no. We're not. Every oh. every hot dog vendor is gonna try to lynch me when I go outside. <laughs> but uh no, you know, it's just the whole idea of breaking something down. It's like when you're watching you uh, schooled me on tiles. Oh, recently, uh-huh. you're like, nah, that's that's a crappy tile. You don't want that. You got ripped off. That's a terrible. <laughs> yeah, tile. you're like, but that's in my entire house. <laughs> yeah, no, well, it's garbage. You need new tile, <laughs> which I appreciate. You know, because no one else is going to tell me that. Well, and I'm going to tell you when you people go into the hotel and you're in the, let's say, the elevator or in the entry of the way of the hotel, mm-hmm. and it's broken and it looks like a star. You know where it's broken right that's not a poor tile that's poor install mm-hmm. somebody left a bubble underneath that tile and a woman usually walks in stiletto. with her heel yeah and yeah it still wow. could be a crappy tile but that's install even a good <laughs> tile will break that way we could just do a whole t- show on on tiles on tile and install in the direction right oh gosh i almost started going go ahead but the idea is you look at a tile, you know, I'm looking at a tile going, oh, that's a nice tile. And you're like, yeah, but the weight of that thing is not right for this room. And, mm-hmm. they and the size. They laid the way, it the wrong way. Yeah. yeah. 12 by 24. Wrong. Right. Wrong, wrong. Too small. It uh, 
it creates too many grout lines throughout right. that room, so you feel stressed out. Same. Well, 24 by 48. Bigger is always better, even in the smallest of areas. Go ahead. Wow. I know we're not talking about design, so that's we're okay. talking about no, music. No, it's okay. I took you there. But uh, that's the whole thing, is you look at it with a critical eye, mm-hmm. where we're just looking at it as, that's just tile. What are you talking about? You mm-hmm. know? And maybe we don't like it, but we don't know why, but you do. Mm-hmm. And that's how you are with music. Right. You'll hear a song and go, I don't know, there's something about this yeah. song. And I can give you 20 reasons why mm-hmm. you like the song or don't like it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and I would love to hear it because there's times where I'm like, mm-hmm. whatever it is with that song, yeah. I cannot listen to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Leave my catalog out of this, would you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there are certain tricks that producers have been using for decades mm-hmm. as to you know what makes a hit song what will entice women over mm-hmm. men mm-hmm. and these are all you know carefully crafted over the years and used time and again different tempos uh-huh. um, different instruments different spots different rhythms um, yes back masking there are subliminal messages in mm-hmm. music mm-hmm. happens all the time um, different keys Mm-hmm. The way you sing a melody line right. will affect the mood of a song. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how much goes into it. And of course, then you have to execute and you have to perform it. Right. You know, if, um, you know, little Wendy from, uh, you know, from the, the warehouse goes on karaoke night and sings, you know, she'll, oh, that's a nice song. Right. But Whitney Houston sings right. the same song and you're like, okay, that's how the song's supposed to go. Yeah, yeah. So it's in the execution as well. And isn't there something about the beat of that music, if it's the same, similar as the heartbeat of the person, it um, attracts you to that song a little more. That's why often the songs have the similar heartbeat, well, similar beat to them. Similar rhythms. Oh, the rhythm is everything, yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's this trick to playing the bass, holding a note a certain amount of time, Mm -hmm. you know, just little tiny things that, you know, the sum of the parts make Mm -hmm. up. You know, just this tremendous, um, this tremendous production, and uh, the result. You know, it, it's it's been proven time and again that it works. Right. That's why they do it. Um, and there are so many examples. I mean, I could break it down. I could do a whole mini series on this, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, a lot goes into that. And I'm listening to these songs, and I'm going, yeah, they picked that key for this reason. That guy tuned his guitar for this reason. Right. You know, because there are certain things you can do mm-hmm. that are conducive to certain uh, other instruments mm-hmm. and certain keys. Right. So it, it gets a little bit, uh, you know, you just like with the tiles, you can go on and, you know, entertain yourself I for a half go hour. Forever. All right. But basically, the gist of it is um, I'm listening. Very rarely can I listen to a song. If I really get into a song, you know, I'll realize I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Whereas most of the time I'm listening to like modern pop music and especially today, mm-hmm. it's all technology. Oh, yeah. So it, now it's easy to spot. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, it still affects all of us. We all have our favorite music. Oh, you yeah. Know, when we're alone, we like certain music. When we're working out, we want something upbeat. If you're sad, you know, melancholy, heartbroken, or whatever, you put on a sad song. Yeah, and they know. bring back memories. Yeah. Everything they, triggers a memory. Yeah, music is is a part of every. It doesn't matter where you live in the world. Right. Music is a part of your life, even if you live out in the jungle, for mm-hmm. example. Sure. Right. Tribal music. The tribal yeah. music. It's just music is powerful. It's everything. 
Now, it's no secret. People know that we grew up in the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. How often do you listen to a song from, say, 1977, and you're in the back of your dad's station wagon again? I know it. Right? Mm-hmm. And you go into, like, the ice cream shop, and your dad's going, who wants ice cream? Yeah. Right? But it's the first time again. Yeah. I never um, listened to lyrics mm-hmm. up until just recently. That's fa- that's fascinating <clears throat> to me. So now I'm actually started listening to those songs. Mm-hmm. And they have a new meaning to me because right. before, I think it's because I was doing so much choreography. Okay, you're right. That's a good point. That um, I I just never listened you're to You're listening to the rhythm. Yeah, the rhythm and the beat. The and stops. The, uh-huh, and the groove of it mm-hmm. and the grind of it. Right. So now that I'm not... Isn't that, oh my gosh, I am having an awakening because I only started listening to the words about 24 months ago when I stopped doing choreography. Right. Sure, makes sense. If I'm a mix engineer, you know, and I'm focusing on the way the album's supposed to sound and, mm-hmm. you know, getting the mastering at a certain level, I'm only listening to frequencies. I'm not listening to lyrics. I'm not listening to certain right. tones. I'm just listening <clears throat> to an overall color. I'm shaping right. the record. Right. I'm not listening like you would listen to in the car or at the supermarket and you're humming along to, you know, whatever song. Mm-hmm. And yeah. You're right. It's it's funny how our brains are wired that way. Hmm. You know, and they say most women will listen to lyrics and really internalize them and you know, it you write lyrics basically for women. Mm. Really? Yeah. They say gay men too. I have gay friends and well, they What about me, the straight men? Look at all of them that love like kiss and well, Metallica. To, well, no, we're listening to the loud guitars. That's that's what attracts oh. us. Yeah. It's the uh it's the music. It's mm. the hard drive. You know, it makes us drive faster. It makes us eat different foods. The beat, the yeah. just the beat, the guitar, the drums mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Interesting. The lyrics for the women. I mean, the lyrics are there for us, too. Like, but, you know, we'll, we'll catch them, but in our favorite songs. You know, mm-hmm. like, I'm an uber fan of ACDC. I'll know every lyric to every mm-hmm. song just because I listen to it all the time. Mm. But a song like, um, I don't know, Bob Seger's Against the Wind or something like that. I just picked it out of the blue. I might think I know all the words till I try to sing it at karaoke and go, oh, I don't know the song. Mm-hmm. And you know, that happens to me all the time when I'm performing. I just told the story the other day in Fort Lauderdale. We saw a female um, singer-songwriter, and she was great. And at one point, she had one of her friends come up and sing with her. And I said, that's either, people either love that or they hate that as a performer. What, having a friend come up and sing? Or if some drunk goes, hey, can I sing with you? Guy or girl. Okay. All right, what's all right? I don't really want to do this, but all right, here's a fifty dollar bill. Can I sing with you now? All right, I what's love all? it when they come up and sing with them. By the way, yeah, uh-huh. it's annoying to us a lot of times oh. because here's why. All right, what song do you know? Oh, let's do "I Love Rock and Roll" by Joan Jett. Okay, sing it, and then you could start the song. Like, wait, how's it start? And all they really know oh. is the hook of the song. I love rock and roll. Right. And they might know half of the actual chorus. Mm-hmm. So they don't know the song. They just want you to sing it. And they're up there just, you know. Yeah. 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 That happens a lot. Because I love it when those few times when that person gets up there and you're like, holy crap, mm-hmm. they really can sing. Well, and they're outstanding. They were probably planted. Yeah, exactly. Most oh. of the times, if they're just drunk and hanging out and they just, you know, all over themselves and sloppy and they come up and they want to sing. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're not very good usually. They're drunk and sloppy. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's who you're playing for. You're entertaining people so they will have a good time. Yeah. 
Well, you know, you're on, you're in the service industry and you're serving, mm-hmm. like a waiter, like a busboy, right? You know, and a lot of musicians don't want to hear that they're above that, you know, right? That but, they're uh, that they're serving. Yeah, that they're in the service industry and that you're there to perform a service. They look at themselves as artists and oh, yeah. visionaries and. The best yeah. is when they're like, I don't want to do anybody else's music. I want to perform my own songs for you. And no, that's it's been like, an age-old mm, thing. But we don't want to hear Nobody knows song. your songs. They're not very good. Uh, yeah, and they're unproven. Yeah. Come back in 10 years when you've had, you know, five years on, five records under your belt. Mm-hmm. But uh, some, some places do welcome showcase music where it's all yours. They want to see what you created. Yeah. The music industry is absolutely fascinating. And it changes all the time. Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's funny. Like I've watched it over the decades change and, mm-hmm. you know, it started out as my music and now of course my music is classic rock. Right. And, uh, you know, the oldies now <laughs> I listen to what my daughter listens to and it's fascinating to watch her, you know, discover, forget if I like it cause there's no way I'm going to like it. It's not for me. Mm-hmm. But for her to discover it the way I did, mm, you know, when yeah, I was discovering, discovering music, like who your favorite acts as a as a teenager, who were my favorite acts? Yeah, like give me three that you would just go to, like three, as in vocalists, or just three tapes you would pick out. Yes, they were cassettes back then. We're not even talking CDs yet. The LPs and cassettes. Well, remember I told you Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston, right? And um, I, I didn't. I hate to say this because I was doing so much choreography that I wasn't really listening. I was I get you. doing choreography, so I wasn't right. out buying it for that unless I was buying it to do choreography. To it was for the, the tempos. Janet Jackson. Right. Which was great for uh, Absolutely. For right. Janet Jackson. Um, yeah. I know. Okay. So those acts... You know, you're talking 1987, Let's say Michael Jackson, too. Michael Jackson, okay. Okay, fine. So we're talking, you know... Let's say Prince, too. <laughs> Prince. So we're going to we're gonna put all that, we're going to amalgamate that, and we're going to go with, like, 1986 as a peak for all four of those. Mm-hmm. Thinking Michael started earlier than those other guys. Mm-hmm. 1988, they were still all white hot. Tina Turner. Tina Turner. Right. You're talking 60s, 70s, and 80s, yeah. So... We grew up exactly the same time. We have just about the same taste in music. Mine's maybe a little more hard rock oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just um, when you put on a certain record, you know, and it just it takes you back to you doing choreography. Mm-hmm. You can remember, you know, where you were in the gym, what it smelled like. Oh yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, what the girls were wearing. So I have to tell you the this sound one. of their shoes on oh the floor. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. Oh, that is crazy. Just transports you right back. It's such a powerful um, sense. It's just this, it's a phenomenon. Well, there was this time when um, I had just moved to California. First of all, well, when I say that, I was living in my car. I was poor. But um, I I lived in a flat here in the city in a slum. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We all (laughs) 18 years old, I know. Um, I went out there because I heard that Janet Jackson's agent was picking up dancers, you know, mm-hmm. and that's just how I was. I'm like, well, I must be one of the dancers right. she's going to pick up. So I head on out and uh, I landed, I did land my agent, which was 
Teresa Taylor at the time. That was Janet Jackson's agent for all her dancers. But I... Do you people see that? Do you see how I was just sitting all this time, not coughing? And then as soon as I have to talk, I cough. I apologize. Anyway. Anyway, she sends me out on this gig for Herb Albert. And this is what's bringing it up is the music, right? Mm -hmm. Because I walk in, she says to me, you need to wear street clothing. I didn't know what that meant. So I put on black, my black gymnastics at the time. They were my sweats, okay? They were really tight. And they had pink ribbing up the side. And they then I was wearing my t-shirt that was pink and yellow. And it had tiger stripes on it that said, kill, shred, shred, and destroy. Okay? Wow. And then I was wearing my pink converse. And then my hair, you know, at the time, Out there, yeah. big hair. And I walk in. And I remember walking in. Street clothing does not mean that when you audition. I walk in, I saw the most beautiful Asian and black women I have ever seen in my entire life who are wearing like the brilliant. Now, when I say leather pants, not the slutty leather pants, just right. beautiful leather pants with the beautiful heel. And But you got to be able to dance in it, too. You can't just come and not be able to dance. How do you so, dance in heels? <clears throat> you work on wow. it. <laughs> so anyway. I couldn't imagine walking across a floor in heels. Oh, I love dancing. These people were so beautiful. Beautiful. And here I am. Shred and destroy. Okay. <laughs> With my tight, tight, tight black, you know, gymnastic sweats and my hot pink stripe. But the only reason I bring that up is because every time now that I hear... Herb Albert, mm-hmm. it's exactly what I think of. And there was one black woman there, the most brilliant blue eyes, whether they were, I don't think they had uh, contacts back then. They could have been hers, yeah. She was so gorgeous. And again, it's about music, right? What, what I'll remember is that um, back then, the makeup artist was an, she mastered her makeup for Asian women. Asian and dark women. And so she just taught me a lot about how to like master being an Asian woman. It was beautiful. And she said, listen, Sydney, less is more, especially for an Asian woman. You want to look like you're effortless. You want to look like you hardly wear any makeup. You just, you know, and she taught me how to do that. Oh, see. And you own it now. Mm, I love it. There is a brilliance to that. Less is more. Okay. That's what the music from her Robert reminds me you must be the only person in the world when they hear herb albert they think a hot pink spandex (laughs) shred and destroy exactly that's amazing (laughs) oh and i did forget i did have hot pink Uh, what did we used to wear leg warmers oh the leg low my god yeah (laughs) well i gotta tell you you're talking about fashion in the 80s when it comes to music Mm. um well first of all i might have talked about this on a an early show i don't know but 1987, I'm going out for an audition, and if I'm lucky enough to get, you know, management for a band who's making waves, the first five questions have nothing to do with music. Mm. They want to know how tall I am, Oh, yeah, what yeah, my yeah. waistline <clears throat> is, <clears throat> yes. what color my hair is. It better be long enough. Mm-hmm. If not, we'll get you weaves, mm-hmm. color of my eyes, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, they want to know my build for 
can you mm-hmm. get fit for clothes at Trash and Vaudeville here in the city? Yeah, and then then maybe can you play an instrument? Yeah, if you could play your instrument, that's a plus. You know, yeah, we can always uh, get someone to play behind you. Mm-hmm. But this is the MTV era. Mm-hmm. You have to look good, or you or you're not yeah, gigging. You're not, right? Mm-mm. You won't be on stage. If you know, if you can play and you don't look great, you'll play in the studio. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, you'll be one of the session guys. Mm-hmm. But you're not making the album cover, and you're not going to be in the videos. You will not be on stage. Very true. Absolutely. It was, you know, because you're going to a concert to watch a group, mm-hmm. as well as listen. And I got it. And I mean, back then, there was that cohesion. Mm-hmm. You saw five guys, they looked like they were in a group. You couldn't have four guys and then one that stood out, <laughs> like he like, just got on the wrong bus. Who is that guy? Yeah, what is he doing? Is he the manager? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had to have a united front, and it had to look, co- you know, there had to be a continuum. Yeah. But uh, people say now, well, it's better now because it's, you know, it's healthier because it's the Wild West and anything goes. I don't agree. No. I like the quality control. Yeah. But um, just overall, the feel of it, I, I loved, you know, that whole era. And my daughter, too, she'll still pull up songs from the 80s. People are still being rickrolled. Yeah. The Rick Astley, you know, prank. Mm-hmm. Over a billion, two billion hits on YouTube. Yeah. And that song is 34 years old. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, my girls, they, I'm really proud of them. They have a good ear. Mm-hmm. They'll say, Mom, what, you know, like what we're listening to right now is just trash. Yeah. And they actually do see and have made mention that they feel like that music from the 70s and 80s, really much of it has a lot more quality. You know, the lyric is a little more in depth. Things aren't just being repeated and repeated. And, yeah. Every other word was an F, you know, this and that. Well, the reason I bring up the the audition process from the 80s Mm -hmm. is there are pictures floating around still on the internet where I'm wearing skin-tight snake print spandex Mm -hmm. and a jacket to match. Mm -hmm. And that's all I'm wearing. You know, with with high boots and uh, hairspray and wild colored guitars, it was insane. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the fashion choices we made. No, I know. And I don't know. I don't understand. It's like I got into it as we talked with Michael Knight. I admitted, you know, money and girls. What mm-hmm. else was there? I don't know what else there could be. I don't know. But to dress like a girl to get girls was always a fascinating. Yeah, that's very interesting, isn't yeah. it? it? It never made sense to me, but you know. What? Who are you? Yeah, exactly. What am I doing here? <laughs> but um, what about, are, are there any songs that ever come on the radio where you're like, uh-uh, I have to shut it right off? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I won't tell you the artist, right? but the artist is still around, mm-hmm. not because of her music, but because of other things. Right. But um, when I hear her music, I this is what I say to myself, perfect example of how... You don't have to be great at something to make millions at doing it. That's true. You just have to put the right people around you right? to which make is, your millions. Which is really the crux of the whole industry. But yeah, that, that's the absolute um, epitome of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's still the truth to yeah. this day. There are some artists out there who are like mega popular where I scratch my head. I know. And you I go, what it. in the freaking world yeah. is happening? Well, I was listening to one that my daughter, she just loves this artist. And I'm listening and I'm like, oh my gosh, every single time I hear more and more music from this individual, it's more sad, 
more depressed, more, you know, like, and I just think to myself, geez, you know, if anyone, anyone put that out as their first album, because it's not a first album, but anyone put that out as her first album, they'd never, they'd never land a gig. Right. They'd never get a, a label. It's just like, oh, I, I said to her, I am, I feel like I'm going to hit my head against the this glass <laughs> over here on the side of this car. You've got to turn that off. It's insane. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's just, it's always fascinating to me. Like, I'll, I'll hear a song like that, like you're talking about, and I have a good idea of who you mean. Mm-hmm. Um, could be one of three that I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. And my daughter has that in her collection, too. You know, it's that age bracket. And I watch, like, the MTV Music Awards, and I'm going, I'm so out of this loop, my God. You know, then the dinosaur like Madonna comes on, and it's like, okay, now she's going to say something controversial to be relevant. Yeah. And it's hysterical. It's just, you know, mm-hmm. music has become, like, satire-proof. It's crazy. But, you know, it's still part of our lives. Mm-hmm. Music is everything. You know, it's... Everything. They always talk about music. It'll soothe the savage beast, right? Huh? They put it in there to make people go crazy, right? To torture them. Mm-hmm. You brought oh, yeah. that up. Right. You'll play something on loop. Yeah. Yeah. You put the wrong music. You can make someone really angry to where they want to go and do terrible things. Right. You put music on at the jewelry shop so you'll buy certain So you things. buy more things. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Put music on to get you to go to see the movie. Right. Yeah. Music is everything. It's carefully placed. Like I said, mm-hmm. everything is strategic. All the mm-hmm. places, all the pieces are put in place mm-hmm. for a very specific reason. Like if they run an ad on the television, right, mm-hmm. for, I don't care, one of your favorite soda pops, music yeah. pushing you there. Yeah. it'll And every piece. Like I yeah. said, the tempo, the key. So everything. All of it. Uh, who's singing it? Mm-hmm. Male, female. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, and, and they do um, focus groups all the time. And it's amazing how how successful they are at picking it out. Yeah, and music around the world. It's not just here in the United States. It's everywhere in every facet of everything we do in the entire world. Music yeah. plays plays some kind of part in the our culture, the way we think, the way we feel, the things we're accomplishing or not accomplishing, or even up to the kind of problems we're having in the country. I hate, in the world. I hate to coin a phrase that's been overused, but it really is the soundtrack of our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, but do can you believe what? that we just spent 30 minutes talking about the need and the importance of music in our lives? Mm-hmm. So thank you, Kathy, from Dumont, New Jersey. Yes, thank you, Kathy. And um, we'll thank be you. very happy to send you something special. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have any praise... As far as the show goes, oh, so it'll yeah. happily take your calls. <laughs> and I guess since I'm the music man, I guess I have to own the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the tomatoes. Yeah, and if you have I any other praise, you can send it to Ray too. <laughs> oh, because it's a music show, I get the praise today. Okay, thank you, Sid. Thank you yeah, very much. Okay. And to the rest of you, thank you, and we hope you join us next week. Mm-hmm. Spread the words, tell your friends. Dare to be better with Ray and Sid. Mm. Hey, thanks for checking us out. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe to this channel and please tell your friends. We'd also love it if you headed over to daretobebettershow.com 
for tons of cool photos, extras, and a chance to shop for some sweet show swag. <laughs> say that five times fast. I could barely say it once. If you keep coming, we'll keep delivering. Thanks again.